any time during my 10 years, I could do this. That's power. That's power. It's time for the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Here's your host, James Curl. All right, folks, welcome to the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Uh, we have a, uh, a ton of good things to discuss this week. And uh, we're going to get into it uh, right away. But, of course, we always like to mention the uh, the fine folks here at Medios for taking care of us. And, uh, you know, it's um, – I guess the uh, the football season has ended as far as uh, football games at Carter-Finley are concerned. we got one more bowl game to uh, come up. And, uh, you know, that will, of course, be at a, a location elsewhere. And whenever that's announced, I'm sure you'll have opportunities to come by Medios and uh, watch those games here. So – uh, as far as uh, basketball season, though, uh, it's in full swing, and we'll discuss that here very shortly with our special guests. Uh, so be sure to keep Amedios in mind anytime you want to find a, uh, you know, a place to watch either a football or a basketball game. Uh, the you know, bar here at Amedios is going to have any of the Wolfpack games on TV, and uh, you can be surrounded by a ton of uh, Wolfpack fans to watch uh, any of our away sporting events. And, uh, again, we'll find out more about uh, bowl season once that those uh, announcements start taking place. I think, uh, I guess, championship uh, game needs to take place first before some of those bowl assignments start shaking out. And then once we know, we'll be able to talk more about that uh, in the, uh, the coming weeks. But um, we are, we are going to talk uh, a good bit of basketball this week. Uh, but, you know, I, of course, we do need to also talk about what happened uh, on Saturday. But we won't spend too much time on that for, for obvious <laughs> reasons. Uh, let me go ahead and introduce uh, our uh, regular co-host, Matt Purdy, is here this week. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, James. Thanks for having me on again. Good to see you again. And uh, we have uh, two special guests this week. Uh, your, their voices are familiar, but we're, we're glad we're able to get both of them on the show at the same time. Uh, Ernie Myers and Chucky Brown are here this week. Gentlemen, how are you all? Great, great. Doing great good, to be here good. again. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm glad you uh, both could make it today and, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we've got three games, actually, uh, basketball-wise to discuss, and, of course, the big ACC Big Ten Challenge and a ton of basketball to discuss. But as I mentioned, we also have to talk about that uh, result on Saturday, uh, unpleasant as it was. Uh, so, uh, so we'll go ahead and uh, push past that as quickly as we can. <laughs> so we'll skip the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the first quarter was, uh, was frankly brutal. Uh, there's no other way to slice it. 35 points from Carolina in the very first quarter. Um, some of that self-inflicted, you know, turnover from Jacoby uh, led to uh, an easy touchdown for them on a short field. But, you know, also you got to give Carolina credit. They had uh, three huge uh, plays. I think they had scoring plays of 42, 53, and 40 yards uh, on those uh, three of those five touchdowns in the first quarter. So, uh, you know, there's a good bit of uh, blame to be placed, I guess, upon the uh, defense, uh, the NC State defensive shoulders as well. Um you know, Carolina got up quickly, fourteen to nothing, and then State responded with a score. And you thought, well, maybe this will turn into a little bit of a shootout throughout the rest of the game. Uh, but those next three scores kind of put the game out of reach uh, in the first quarter. And then State was playing catch up throughout the rest of the game, and and they they made it a contest, I guess. But uh, by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, you know, Carolina was able to put ten more points on the board and kind of put it out of reach. So. Um, 
gentlemen, I'll, I'll ask all three of you uh, jointly. Um, was there any one thing that you saw during that game that was, uh, I guess, you know, kind of pivotal in determining the outcome of that, or was it just simply uh, maybe a better Carolina team, you know, facing an outmatched <clears throat> NC State team? Yeah, I, when I saw it as being that, and Carolina just was, you know, I, I thought that division they played in wasn't the greatest. <clears throat> The coastal, uh, but yeah. they, they they didn't really play anybody really. I mean, everybody except one team had yeah. a losing record. I mean, that they played against, but uh, you know, they just was they just was on another level that mm-hmm. that game. Yeah, the confidence. State, yeah, the confidence. Yeah, you you start getting used to winning, and yeah. you know, they they could have ran the ball anytime they wanted to. Yeah, it seemed mm-hmm. like. Yeah, but, I mean, both Hood and Logan both were having you know huge games right. against State, gashed them for pretty big runs. Um, they didn't really punt. It was like turnovers were about the real reason State got back into it a little bit. And then, yeah. and then one guy. I mean, it could have been worse than that because one guy could have. Uh, he <laughs> dropped the pass yeah. like he was. He was in the end zone, <laughs> and he dropped the pass. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, that could have been another score right there. Yeah, he was wide open. I mean, yeah. he was just. <laughs> I mean, he just dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we should count blessings that it was uh, only a margin of, of eleven at the end. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know. I, I don't think um, I don't think I was surprised by the fact that Carolina won this game because I, I you know they were having a great year and like you mm-hmm. said Ernie when you get used to winning sometimes you play above maybe what your talent level or your coaching mm-hmm. level is because you just are used to winning you have yeah. a confidence and then, and level and then that, you, you uh, get that you know that rivalry thing in there and, yeah. and then you know we we, we kind of beat them last year kind of bad over there yeah. And, you know, guys don't forget that stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and then now you got a good team, and hey, we going over there. They killed us. Yeah. The last game of the season, I think we, what, it was 35 to 7? Yeah. 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 It was that in the first quarter. I was like, they're really getting revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they, they, they're really. Uh, Oh yeah, that's right. I hadn't even noticed that or yeah. thought about that. But yeah, the first quarter was the reverse it's score of last year. Yeah, it was last year's game, man. It was crazy. So I yeah. was like, uh, okay. yeah. RIP to uh, Chris Hathcock's thirty-five to seven Twitter <laughs> meme. Uh, that will and be retired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to use that for. Although, uh, my false. favorite was the guy that that tweeted at him and said it's forty-five to thirty-four o'clock. Right, which right. Was typical. Yeah. You know, Carolina fan yeah, tour. Completely. I don't, even, not, I don't even know. You yeah. could have been creative. I'd give you some credit, but yeah, that yeah. doesn't even make sense. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Chris, our, our uh, show statistician who uh, regularly tends to show every day at, uh, uh, I guess, uh, 6 25, uh, yeah. he would tote the time is now every single day. Every <laughs> single day. <laughs> religiously, <laughs> 35 to 7. And, uh, yeah, and then finally some Carolina fans thought they'd get cute and get back at him by saying 45 <laughs> to 34, which makes no sense whatsoever. But right. anyway, Carolina math. They don't math. teach that in Swahili. Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> AFAM, the, the math courses are not uh, too thick over there in AFAM. Um yeah, it was. Um, I, I did think that uh, you know Carolina came in in hot and and probably the odd kind of stat of this rivalry in the last ten or maybe fifteen years or so is that the home team has struggled against the away team. I think State has a uh, a better record on the road in Keenan than at home, and, mm. and vice versa. It's the reverse Wake Forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think Carolina's won seven of eleven in uh, Carter Finley. Oh, wow. I know some Carolina fans like to. Uh, Get cute and call it uh, Carolina friendly uh, instead of Carter friendly. Um, See, I can respect that. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's, that's forty-five that's, to thirty-four. That's, that's funny. That, that's yeah, funny. 
but uh, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic of this rivalry. Um, so I, it it was an unsurprising unresp- um, result as far as win loss. I was very surprised though at that first quarter. I did not expect Carolina to come out like gangbusters and like they did in that first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one thing um, when I was at the game. He said, I just want to kill myself. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I understand, man. I understand that. That's maybe a little extreme. Yeah, it was extreme, but the, you, you just had to be you there and see that, him. Yeah. He just walked up and he said, man, I just want to die. <laughs> I said, yep, that's, uh, that's yeah. a true state fan right there. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt. Um I, some credit does uh, go to State's way for for continuing to battle, mm-hmm. and State, you know, throughout the season has shown uh, a reluctance to give it up, to give up even when they've been down by some some big margins. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they are, I guess, are do some kudos that way. But um, nevertheless, I mean, you give Carolina credit; they they finished the year eleven and one. Mm. Uh, still perplexing that they lost that uh, South Carolina game to start the season. Who knows? Mm-hmm. They could be. They could easily be 12-0. undefeated, mm-hmm. and right in the thick of the uh, college football playoff yep. race. Yep. Now they face Clemson, and I hope Clemson pounds the ever-loving crap out of them. <laughs> yeah, right. just, just shuts people. Yeah, up. yeah. Just uh, I was hoping that we would end this whole college football playoff thing for them uh, on Saturday, but it's it going. They're going to give Clemson a run for their money. Yeah. I think so too. Because yeah. Clemson hasn't been playing that well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they they didn't exactly put away uh, South Carolina very yeah. easily mm-hmm. in their final game of the year. So um, it'll be interesting. I you know uh, and Syracuse gave them a game yep. yeah. for a while. You know, yeah. yeah. So they they they've been hanging on. <laughs> and Carolina, you got to hope it just makes them mad and they're ready to come out. And yeah, but Carolina could have won the uh, South Carolina game. They had like three red zone turnovers. Oh yeah, yeah. So they could have they could have won that game. They, they I, won that game. I was hoping Marquise would be that generous to us right. in right. our game Saturday, <laughs> and he was not. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. It, um, It'll be interesting to see uh, from an ACC fan perspective. You hope that Clemson does win and goes on to the right. college football playoff because we all get a much better payday if Clemson goes on to the college football playoff than mm-hmm. if Carolina wins. And that, then there's no ACC teams. Well, yeah, I mean it's a dollars and cents <laughs> way of looking at it. It's completely not hate based <laughs> in any way whatsoever. Right. Um, so uh, so yeah, we'll wait and see now where state winds up uh, bowl wise. You know, I've seen the Belk Bowl as a possibility. That's. Uh, Stretch, but yeah. uh, it, it could Where's happen. That in Charlotte? Yeah, still. It, oh. Yeah, but the, the sounds like they're going to take Virginia Tech because Beamer's last game. Oh, they want to yeah. get everybody. Yeah, but I also heard um, you know they they were talking about the pinstripe bowl and mm-hmm. oh, in New York, and then yeah. they there's one a bowl down in, one. down in Jacksonville. Board. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah, I would uh, keep an eye on some of the uh, the bowl produ- prediction spreadsheets that Joe Giglio puts together for the News and Observer. He usually does a pretty good job of compiling all the different scenarios, and okay. um, we'll see how those shake out. Uh, again, it's dependent upon how things go in the ACC title game because if, yeah. by chance, Carolina wins that game, then Clemson's there not going to a uh, to the Orange Bowl, mm-hmm. and then suddenly uh, Clemson is another viable option for another top-tier bowl, and, and things start to shift around. So so, so if, if Carolina loses, they're still going to the Orange Bowl? Is that right? No, no. The Cle- no? If Clemson wins... Somebody else will go to the Orange Bowl. Uh, I'm not sure if the Orange Bowl is in the college football Carolina playoff. Carolina would drop like two bowls or something they like that. They would drop two bowls? Yeah, because they, okay. they'd get slotted. Because Notre Dame's not going to make the, the uh, Final Four, obviously. Okay, right. So they now will take a in the ACC spot okay. in a bowl game. And yeah. Carolina won't ever, their fan with their fan base, they'll never outrank Notre Dame for football. 
priority. Right. So Notre Dame will immediately, right. by, pretty much by default, get priority over Carolina. And this is where that weird marriage of the Notre Dame and the ACC yeah, it's comes like you can in. Have where our bowl game, but kind of not in the <laughs> ACC, but right. you kind of are yeah. when it comes to bowl tie-ins. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, I mean, technically, if, if <clears throat> Carolina wins, it probably helps state bowl, you know, bowl bid, but. I'd, ra- I'd, rather- I'd, I'd, I'd rather go to Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd rather the, I'd, I'd rather not go to Shreveport. <laughs> I'd rather get I'd a, not me personally or New York. Yeah, yeah. whatever it takes. A, a bigger paycheck is what I'm in, in right. it for. It's all it's all about the money, paying for uh, wrestling and and all the other uh, right. supports that uh, right. we're uh, we're hoping to we pay for. We actually do well in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because wherever they go, I have to go. <laughs> if they go to, they go to Pinstripe Bowl, you can just be going home. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm rooting for. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm rooting for going back to New York, Yankee Stadium, wherever they play the game. Yeah, that's right. But um, Shreveport. Shreveport, man. Or, <laughs> or worst case scenario, Detroit. Okay. Detroit. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, no. Uh, yeah, right. I, I want to spend Christmas in Detroit. <laughs> Christmas in Detroit. That <laughs> seems like a, my family. I'm sure they seems like, like a horrible Christmas special. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll eight mile. Look <laughs> <laughs> up with Eminem and see I know, how right? he's doing. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's switch gears now that we uh, we have done our due diligence and, and paid lip service to oh, the Carolina do game. The, um, oh, d- you're right, conference. Matt. Thank you very much. Uh, there was some good news football wise, I should say. Um, despite the uh, the way the the season ended, uh, regular season ended, we did have some uh, all ACC all honors. ACC. Okay. Yep, Joe Tooney and Jalen Samuels both made the the first team all ACC okay. uh, selections the from first position players under Dorn to make it. Okay. Yes, which is nice. And I think Bauman I saw made it last year as a punter. And I think I saw that it was the first time since '03 that we had two offensive yes. players made mm-hmm. it to the uh, the first team all ACC. So. Um, Mike Rose was named to the second team All Conference squad, and then right. we had several honorable mentions. Matt which Jays, Matt Days, Naheem Hines, um, Braylon Cherry, Braylon Cherry, and Quentin Schooley. Yeah, and Cherry and Hines were our special teams players. Right. Okay. Um, so that's good to have two. You know, those two guys are coming back at yeah. least. So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, these aren't just seniors uh, on you know all of these lists. There will be some of these guys that we get back next year, and it's, so it's kind of funny that there are you know, that two seniors from a Tom O'Brien, one of his weak, weaker classes, actually made the um, you know first and second teams. It's good player development through both coaches, right? So uh, congrats to those guys, and uh, you know, it, there was uh, I, I I think. Um, I don't know. Last year, I don't know if you remember offhand. Did we have anybody from last year? Will Bauman was the first Bauman. team punter. <laughs> first um, team punter. And also, I, I want to point out that BJ Hill kind of got really sc- uh, screwed, actually, uh-huh. from even getting honorable mention. Carlos Watkins from Clemson made first team all ACC with two and a half sacks and like five oh, tackles wow. for loss or something. Uh-huh. And BJ Hill had five and a half and 11 or 12. Oh, and wow. he had yeah. 20 more tackles. And he didn't even get honorable mention. So that's mm. kind of a name. Yeah, I'm not saying he deserved first team, but I mean right. to not even be in the kind basically the top four teams named based right. on what was on the front of your jersey right. rather than the back. So he, yeah. he, he he deserves more than uh, nothing. Well, we'll give him the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. All yeah, ACC. he'll be on nomination. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little basketball. The, the brighter brighter times uh, as far as that's concerned. Um, we uh, were recording, actually, during the Arizona State game last week, so we'll get an opportunity to kind of briefly touch on that. Uh, you know, we, we ended up losing the game, um, but 
by virtue of losing that game, we ended up facing LSU in the second game, uh, and that ended up proving to be uh, much more entertaining <laughs> and uh, <laughs> faced off against uh, ESPN's All Everything, yeah, Ben Simmons. Right, yeah. Yes. Uh, the next LeBron. Let me ask you two guys, uh, Ernie and Chucky, have you guys seen a guy get hyped as much as Ben Simmons has been hyped by ESPN? In recent memory, I mean, it seems like everywhere you turn, yeah. college basketball-wise, on their coverage, it's yeah. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. Yeah, I think he's gotten more uh, hype than LeBron because LeBron <laughs> didn't go to college. Right, so right, right. I have not seen that, um, you know, all the years I've been watching college basketball, I've not seen such a guy hyped as yeah. much. I haven't seen that. Uh-uh. And what's funny but, is, but, it, is it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, they, he was a good player, but it's, right. it's, that, like, that it's true. not like yeah. they talked about him all summer. That's it was right. like That's his true. first game, they decided that was their, mm-hmm. their thing. Right. I mean, he was the number one player in high school last right. year, right? right? And he he he, he, he is impressive. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the guy yeah, can handle, good. pass, shoot. Right. You know, um, the ball, man. I mean, I, I watched him. Uh, it wasn't against State the first game he played. Uh, Marquette, um, maybe. Um, and he, oh yeah, like twenty nine and twenty one. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, he he lived up to it for the right. most mm-hmm. part. <laughs> right. You know, against the State, he, I think he only had like four points. Yeah. But um, one assist, yeah, or yeah, and but um, he still ended up with a double double of like ten <laughs> assists and eleven rebounds or something yeah, like that, exactly. fourteen or fifteen rebounds. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, one of the more unusual double doubles that you'll see, uh, you know, assists and, and yeah. rebounds for a guy. His, I mean, he's six ten. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's actually bigger than LeBron. I mean, yeah, yeah. He is. Than he was when he was in high school. I mean, right. this guy is like chiseled. I mean, yeah. he's he's, a, he's, he's an impressive. And he came from. Specimen. He was Australian, or his, uh, his dad was. I think he played college over here somewhere. Yeah, like yeah. similar to Dante Exum. Basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his dad was a good player and played in Australia for like thirteen, fourteen years, and mm-hmm. that's where he grew up. And he came over to Montverde Academy, uh-huh. which is kind of like the new Oak Hill. Uh-huh, <laughs> if you know right. think about that in Florida, right. yeah. Um, and he, you know, they had like three top fifteen kids on their team, kind of thing. Yeah, but the kid, the kid can play. I yeah, mean, yeah. But that's just. ESPN. I mean, right. <laughs> that's what they do. That's, that's, what, they do. that's what they do. I mean, yeah, yeah. Him at it's all. just the the coverage is annoying. Right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you can't say you know when Jordan came along. I mean, he's the ESPN era guy too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know they latched on, and you know, and Jordan, you know, is arguably the best player to ever play. But right. had not been for ESPN, I mean, you know, with all the right. Hype yeah, and everything. Oscar Robertson along. may be the best player. That's yeah, those but guys. you just never, you never right. saw it. You never saw exactly. it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, but, right, right. Because it wasn't as big. Yeah, it wasn't as well, big. I, I think his numbers gonna probably go down once people figure out how to guard him. Then yeah. again, yeah. you know, people don't know how to play him yet. So yeah, and State did the he's, best job. Yeah, so he's gonna have to figure out because right now the scout report is you know back off him and let him shoot. She let him yep. shoot. Right. Yeah. So either he's gonna have to <laughs> make a, a, a fifteen to seventeen footer. Mm-hmm. Or he's gonna come to the if he starts driving to the basket, they're just gonna take charges. You yeah. know how they bad yeah. they call it the block charge <laughs> yeah. in college. So yeah. you know, somebody hits you, you just fall. It's a charge. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, so he's gonna have to figure out how to, other ways to score because he's not gonna just be able to drive to the basket. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, you know, once the scout report gets out on you, then you got to figure out other things to do. So that's what he's gonna have to do. Well, but he seems that, like a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, his his basketball IQ is very high. Right. Yeah. He, he took advantage of state either doubling them or playing. The, right. You know, giving them the room. He was right. making great passes. So mm-hmm. That yeah. does give him. 
some but nice he, he does seem, and maybe this is because he hasn't developed that longer-range shot, but right. he did seem very reluctant to right. take some shots in that game. You know, I think in the Marquette game he had a, a, an open shot. Of course, right. ESPN documented it to a yeah. uh, full extent on um, how he passed up that final shot. But right. maybe that's the smarter play if he's not comfortable in that well, shot yet. I think the difference with him, though, um, that I – not comparing him to LeBron like everybody else is, mm-hmm. but the difference with him though is like it's like when he gets a, a big guy on him, it's like he's he's more willing to turn and face and go at him, and a little guy he's more, you know, he'll go post him up, mm-hmm. so you'll have to come double and he'll kick it out. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know I don't think LeBron, you know, still to this day doesn't really like to post. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I think that's the difference with him, and he's a bigger he's a bigger kid. You know, mm-hmm. he's, yeah. you know, six nine, six ten, and he's he's thick. Yeah, you know he's not no you know not no Kevin Durant type of type you know right. skinny guy you know he's, right. a, he's a pretty pretty uh, pretty thick probably pretty strong guy as well. And for the listener, we should mention Chucky does scouting for the New Orleans Pelicans, so uh, I'm going to take his word on, on any breakdowns that he gives me of uh, future pro prospects. Um, yeah, I mean uh, Simmons finished one of six from the field in mm-hmm. that game. We mentioned he had eleven ass- or ten assists and mm-hmm. fourteen rebounds. Um, but uh, Quarterman had a, a great game mm-hmm. for them. I think he finished with, uh, what, 19 points. Um, you know, it's going to be a kind of – why are we talking so much about LSU? <laughs> we <laughs> fell into the ESPN yeah, trap. We, we did, yeah, they, exactly. They, we, we, they dragged us right into it. <laughs> Damn you, ESPN. Uh, but, yeah, State ended up winning that game in mm-hmm. overtime. Uh, looked really sharp uh, in overtime of that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, LSU, maybe they just ran out of gas. You know, sometimes that happens in, in a game where, you know – you, you're you're in a dogfight all the way through regulation, and then you get to overtime. One team has a little bit more in the tank than the other, mm-hmm. and then you know the, you start to see one team just kind of pull away at the end. Um, and in that game, Cat Barber had, had a phenomenal game from the free throw yeah. line, twelve of twelve. Mm-hmm. In fact, this whole year he's been on the free throw line. He's yeah. been on the free throw line, and he's also shooting at a tremendous percentage. I mean, perfect in that game. I think he shot over eighty percent in the game against Winthrop. Yeah. We'll get to that in just a second. But I mean, he finished with uh, thirty-seven in that game, and a good chunk of those came from the free throw line. You know, how huge is it that your point guard, who's um, you know, not only called upon for setting things up for the offense, the rest of the offense, but also, you know, asked upon to score and drive to the basket. If he's able to get to the uh, to the free throw line and then also hit once he gets there, I mean, that's just got to be, you know, I mean, Mark Goffrey's just got to be, you know, loving things when he sees that his, uh, you know, point guard is able to shoot from the free throw line that well, right? Yeah, that's huge because, yeah. I mean, that's your man handling the ball. Yeah. So yep. and he's going to have the ball most of the time. So if a team needs to foul somebody, they don't want to be fouling him, you know, right. especially if he's going to knock down. And they're not quick enough to keep him from getting it. Yeah. So, you know. And this might be an instance where the, you know, the points of emphasis, as we hear uh, in officiating every year, um, where they're trying to yeah. continue to free up motion and, and allow players to, you know, get a little bit more uh, freedom to the basket. Mm-hmm. You know, Cat's probably picking up a few more of those yeah. fouls on the perimeter. It's an advantage for him. Yeah. It, it, oh, absolutely. With the thirty-second clock, and, oh man. You know, and and the way he handles the ball now, he's he's always has, you know, he always has his head up. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been watching him, and he's, you know, he has more ball control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, less turnovers. Um, you know, he's playing a lot of minutes. And um, and when you're playing a lot of minutes and you have the ball in your hand, you're gonna get fouled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 it, it, it's really making up. He's not shooting well from the field, no. but he's he's 
he's okay with that because he's learned. Hey, you know, my shot's not on. I'm just gonna drive the basket because, yep. like you yeah. said, no one can stay in front of him. So he's gonna get in there, and he's a smaller guy. So if somebody bumps him, it's a foul every mm-hmm. time. He's he's not like Griffin running in there. You know, you got to tackle the guy to get a foul. So it it really does help. Um, it's a having foul. That confidence. It's a foul if it's not call his. <laughs> right, 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 right. Or well, he's not or even in the league Jamie anymore. Lucky. We'll I saw him down in Orlando. Oh, yeah. Lucky. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he got himself kicked out the ACC. <laughs> crazy. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the box scores from the last two games against LSU and, and then Winthrop. Uh, zero three-point field goal attempts for Cat Barber. Is that concerning in any way? Or, or I mean, is that just – Understanding his role a little bit well, better. I, I, I don't think it's concerning at all. It's a, it's, it's just a, a case where a guy knows who he is. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, if you're not a, that. if you're not a three point shooter and you go up there jacking threes, you're going to be helping the coach coach. <laughs> you know, so he knows yeah. who he is. And, right. You know, he's a guy that's good in the open court and getting to the basket and, and, and he's doing that. So, I mean, you can't really knock him for, you know, not shooting threes when he gone to the free throw line. Forty times already. Yeah, you know what I'm and he yeah, and, the, and the mark of a uh, you know he he scored a lot of points in high school. Mm-hmm. Right. You know he was a great scorer in um you know in Virginia and and most great scorers they get to the free throw line. That's right. You know right. I mean that's right. <laughs> and and these guys today I mean back in the day you couldn't even get on the court if you in in the game if you wasn't shooting at least seventy yep. Yep. eighty yeah. percent from the right. free throw line. That's right. You know so it, what he's doing right now he's doing the right thing. I'm not concerned about the three pointers. Nah. Uh, I guess when the competition, you know, when league play comes mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, you can't really get to the hole like that, you know, you start pulling up for three-pointers. Right. You and, know, because he didn't really come on last year. And it was towards the end of the year. Yeah. Right? It was so the mid- what, what, when he started really hitting those threes. And, mm-hmm. and that's because he, he got the confidence and that's when he felt. Right. Like Chucky was saying, he, he knows who he is right now. Mm-hmm. And right. And once, you know, once he starts get, making one or two, he'll start shooting more. But he's not just, he's not going to shoot himself out of a slump. He's right. not going to try that because no. he's got the skill sets to do it. No. Where someone like, you know, Scott Wood may have had to do that. That I mean, would be concerning. I think he's smart enough to know to get these young guys, you know, like, you know, Rowan and, you mm-hmm. know, get them, the you Martin know, the ball and get them yeah. the ball, get them some shots and because he can't do it all. That's I mean, right. that's right. And I just hope nothing. I hope he doesn't stub a toe or something. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll really right. be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's um, his last two games have been real impressive. And um, and you're right. I mean, three. I mean, points. he was ACC player of the week. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, he's he's doing what he has to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, nothing to argue with there, and I mean the the LSU win was big because whether LSU finishes the season, I guess in the top twenty five, I guess technically they were in the top twenty five when yeah. Steve faced them, so it counts as a top twenty five win. It, it'll look good either way, yeah. as long as they don't go fourteen and eighteen. I mean, you know, they're, right. they're going to be a top one hundred team regardless. Right. Yeah. They'll probably be a top fifty team. They'll probably mm-hmm. be a bubble competition. To be completely honest, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. worst case, though, they're still a really young team. Right. Him and uh, Simmons and Blakeney, who maybe. Just as good of a college right. player, right. Um, they're freshmen, so they're yeah. going to get better, and they're going to beat some teams. They may beat mm-hmm. a Kentucky or somebody like that. Then right. it looks good that state beat them. Right. Yeah. And Winthrop, I, I, I'm not that familiar with Winthrop. Uh, you know, in the the big or Southern Conference, um, they're usually but, good. Yeah. 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 Greg Marshall was the yeah, coach. Greg, a couple yeah, years yeah. Ago. yeah. Greg Marshall was the yeah. coach. And he, 
And Jimmy and, Gavin, I mean, yeah, we, we should mention him, his performance, 38 uh, points. I mean, he's a Division three transfer or something like that. Yeah, it got a real interesting story. I, I encourage anybody that's uh, got the time to seek out his story on NBC. Uh, NBC has a, has a college basketball blog. I think it's CBT. Um, on NBC or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But. Um, He's uh, a guy that has uh, kind of fought through Crohn's disease and some other things. He didn't things. even play high school basketball. Right, didn't have any varsity high school experience. And then just through uh, figuring out a way to, to play through Crohn's disease, um, was able to you know continue to develop his skill set and then got a few looks along the way. And, and you know now I think he's a graduate transfer into Winthrop. So... You know, he didn't start the game, which is interesting. But uh, boy, he he uh, he sure made the most of his time <laughs> the on the court. Microwave is what you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he finished with thirty-eight, and um, you know, again, another guy that got to the free throw line, eleven of twelve, uh, wow. and then seven of twelve from three-point uh, range. So uh, he might be a guy that, to kind of keep an eye on. It, you know, he yeah. could propel Winthrop into some big wins mm-hmm. along uh, the year. If the they, conference tournament, you get hot for three games. Yeah, and you're in. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. it. So um, you should be starting after that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe or maybe a, you don't change it up and keep yeah, him, keep, keep him, him on the bench. Yeah, him yeah, maybe, maybe he doesn't uh, <laughs> keep him under the radar as much yeah. as you can. But if he keeps scoring thirty eight against ACC opponents, that's not going to happen Which too much right, in right. the future. <laughs> um, so state now faces Michigan. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you have any mixed feelings about that in the uh, ACC Big Ten. Uh, Challenge. I'm going with my dad. I'm sitting in the Michigan alumni oh. section with him, but I'm wearing red. So <laughs> oh, it's okay. okay, all right. Um, <laughs> there you go. I, I've you guys don't know, I have three generations of my family all went to Michigan. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So um, okay. if you need a scouting report, I have a little bit of it. <laughs> a little bit of it. Yeah, I, I saw that uh, Ken Palm and some other, and Vegas, I guess, uh, had us favored in that game. Um, I don't know uh, what some of your thoughts are. Uh, um, it's close. I mean, they, yeah, it was like a point so and a half. The way I explained it to somebody yesterday was there's two things that State's going to struggle with this year. And Michigan is great at one of them and terrible at one of them. Uh-huh. Um, it's three-point shooting and big men. Mm-hmm. Um, three-point shooting, they are well, they're either very hot or very cold. Yeah. The games they lost in the uh, whatever the Bahamas tournament is, yeah. their their two best shooters were like two of sixteen or something from three, okay. which then, sounds like par for the course yeah. for a beeline team. <laughs> yeah, and then. The next two games, they beat Charlotte by 55 points, and then they beat Texas Holy by, like, crap. eight because they were just on fire. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they're, their best player is Karis LeVert. There's no doubt about that. I think mm-hmm. uh, Chucky would know he's a first-round talent. Yeah. Um, he's one of those kids. He was underrated. Nobody knew. You know, he was committed mm-hmm. to Ohio and then kind of lost his spot, and Michigan took him. Skinny <laughs> kid that can shoot threes. Mm-hmm. Athletic. Um, Michigan does have a tendency to sometimes just give him the ball and kind of stand around and watch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they do have a good point guard, Derek Walton, who's mm-hmm. quick. So he can, in some form or fashion, stay with Cat Barber. Um, they usually play four four shooters and a, mm-hmm. and a big man that's in there to rebound. Um, they don't have a Mitch McGarry like they've had before. Right. Um, but they do have two big men that can stretch. They have a good German player who's very versatile, who's starting to kind of come on. Um, basically, you just got to defend the three. Mm-hmm. Um, rebound, they should win, the state should win the rebounding. Um, yeah. Between BJ, Malik, and um, Lennard, they should be able to rebound. Yeah. They're going to have a size advantage there. Right. But if, if they they got to defend the three better than they did against William & Mary, um, if they do that, they have a good chance to to win. That's I think mm-hmm. that's what it's going to come down to. Does Michigan run a lot of, um, I guess, complex sets to free up their three-point it, shooters? Because that's really what that State seemed to, to struggle with they against William & Mary. They don't run a lot of Princeton stuff. Right, um, right. 
it, I don't even know how to really describe their offense, but they, they kind of really just put the guys out on the perimeter and kind of drive and kick and pass the ball mm-hmm. around yeah. until someone's open. Yeah. They yeah. like the corner three, at least historically. I haven't gotten to watch a lot of them this year, just a couple games. Mm-hmm. Um, but historically, they like to get somebody open in the corner. Zach Irvin um, is going to be the guy that's mm-hmm. usually comfortable in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, B-line teams usually, you know, they're passing, dribble penetration, passing, cutting. Yeah, stuff mm-hmm. back doors, stuff yeah. like that. It's not really Princeton, but it's you know it's right. some type of system. It's just like a motion offense. Yeah, like a motion, like it's just like a little system that he runs, like yeah. one one in and four out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Something like that. They usually yeah, put like usually. Ricky Doyle. I think will start. He's a pure rebounder. Mm-hmm. They'll put him down there. He's six ten, two fifty. Just kind of bang around and try mm-hmm. to wear those guys out and yeah. distract you know distract mm-hmm. the the bigs and make them pull out on the yeah. other guys. So they they just got to be the bigs are going to have to cover. Some three point shooter at some point, yeah. whether it's Wagner or Donald mm-hmm. or one of those guys. Yeah, just keep your hands up. You know, yeah, get, get yeah. in your face. Really, I mean, that, that's what they got to do. They don't have a Trey Burke this year. Make I mean, LeVert's the closest thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, LeVert will drive yeah. and Walton will drive. Right. Mm-hmm. The rest of them aren't really drivers. Yeah, you got to be... know, your, know your personnel and yeah. Yeah. make the shooters drive and the drivers shoot. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. That's, that's a, a formula thing. for success. <laughs> it sounds very simple, though. It, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's not it never easy. ends up like that. It never ends up. Especially <laughs> when they're that level of athlete. Yeah. yeah. And you're dealing with 18 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would be a, a big win for State if they can get it. Uh, it'd be a nice win for the resume. Um, you know, uh, State's resume. I, you know, I don't know. William, the, the loss to William and Mary may not be as bad down the road as right. as, as it may have felt in yeah. the moment. But um, you know, I feel like this is going to be a team throughout the year that's just going to need to get every kind of fifty-fifty win that they can get right. mm-hmm. to ensure they, they get back they to have the tournament. The effort there. I mean, the right. Martin twins were fantastic against LSU. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get that effort night in, night out. You're going to get Rowan's best effort. Yeah. Both those guys. I haven't seen them. You know, even when Rowan's not shooting well, he's he's. Like we said, he's shooting himself out of it. He's right. just continually going. Mm-hmm. They're fighting for the ball. Leonard's always going to fight for the ball. He's got confidence for a shooter yeah. Right. Yeah. Early, and, early on. But I, I'm just worried <laughs> about our big guy. I mean, you know, our inside game. Yeah. yeah. You know, we don't, we don't, still don't have real inside game. Right. You know, I, I'm, Anya is just not developed in right. the yeah. way he should, he yeah. should be. he's I a think. junior now, He's right? a junior, yeah. 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 yeah, and he's not really like posting up, making right. post moves. He's, and, he's got NBA-level defense, I think. Right. Yeah. He's, he's got just, long arms and big body. Yeah, and he knows his defensive positioning. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, I, I will say this about that. It, it feels like in, in the games that I've seen on you this year, teams have figured out a way to score over or around him. Yeah. Um, yeah he's, he's, stro- he's not getting some of those highlight blocks that right, he used right. to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have the offense to offset some yeah. of those, uh, you know. Uh, right. I think a boo needs to get going. I mean, he hasn't right. really gotten going, yeah. right. you know, uh, this season. And I was just watching him um, against uh, Winthrop, and he didn't, he didn't hardly play. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, in the second half. Hmm. Yeah, only know, 14 minutes Yeah, in the whole game. In the so. whole game. A boo, yes. So I was, huh. you know, I mean, he was just, you know, still, a, you know, he, when they put him in, he did what he had to do. Or yeah. Coach wanted him to foul people or get rebounds down the stretch at the end of the game, but he just didn't seem like he was into it hmm. yeah. to me. And, um, yeah, it looks like minutes-wise, Cody and uh, maybe – Took some of those minutes from Abu uh, from Abu where he like normally would. Yeah, 
So, oh. yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe it's just wanting to go oh, with this one lineup. Going back to Anya real quick, I saw a really good point, and um, I can't remember where I saw it, but somebody said State's best games last season were completely coincidental with BJ's best games. Mm-hmm. Um, Duke game, he mm-hmm. played well. Yep. Louisville, the game at Louisville, he played fantastic. Yep. Villanova game, he played well. Yep. LSU game, he played well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... He's a huge piece to the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, without yeah. question. Because they can't just double down on Malik. If if they do that, you know, he's got to be there. And if, mm-hmm. if he can, you know, if he's getting four blocks, ten rebounds, eight points, he doesn't have to score twenty points. Right. No, mm-hmm. I think he needs to be a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, and and um, um, you know, he needs to look at the goal. Yeah, yeah. when he gets the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and even our other big man. Um, DC Lenard. He doesn't look at the basket right. at all. He's got the effort, but yeah, he's no yeah. offensive threat. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he'll you know he get putbacks and he'll get a pass mm-hmm. and he'll score. And you need one of those guys. In yeah, you don't yeah, need. That's what you we don't need three or four. Yeah, that's right. where we miss Washington because he. Yeah, he was Lisa. He made you play mm-hmm. defense. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. and then when you got a guy that you know he gets the ball out on the perimeter. I mean, he's not like at three point range. Right. He's like right, yeah, four feet from the basket. Yeah, and he doesn't even look at the and he's passing it out. Right, and then the three point shooters aren't open because the, their defenders don't leave him. Right, because they, they know he's to. not. Yeah, they don't right. need to leave him because <laughs> right. they know yeah. that he's not gonna. Yeah, he's not gonna the take a shot. Down. He's not gonna keep the defense honest. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I think he needs to, you know, get a more offensive mind, and uh, Boo needs to step up a little more, and mm-hmm. and. Um, then we'll be, you know, we'll be fine because we need, we we need, we need him to ha- play well. And, and BJ's yeah. got quick feet. Yeah, he does. He, he's got quick. He just, it seems like when he gets the ball, he kind of just resorts to just backing down and then getting himself kind of stuck under the basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which he's got those long arms. Is get yourself. He had a nice get, power move though in the Winthrop game mm-hmm. where he just threw a nice jump hook. Yeah, yeah. if he can do that just, and get a nice little jump hook in the make middle, make him commit to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you got the longest arms in the history of <laughs> no basketball. No one's gonna block you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean. I mean, once you get up there, I mean, not too many people. I mean, you get a nice little jump hook. Um, nobody. Yeah. He, his arms might have as much hype as Ben Simmons does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you may have heard that he has a seven foot nine wingspan. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, Let Jay Billis tell it. He, <laughs> every, oh, he every, loves every, wingspan. Yeah, yeah, he length, loves wingspan. Length, Any length, NBA length. draft, I mean, yeah, this kid's got length. Yeah, he's five foot, but his wingspan is. He's got an eight foot wingspan. There, there was a guard in some game I was watching the other day. He was. 6'2 and had a 6'11 wingspan. Oh, wow. How, how do you wear pop? shirts? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I have how a 6'9 wingspan. How do you keep, how do you keep your fingernails from scraping themselves on the ground? <laughs> on the ground, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we got food that's getting cold, so I'm going to wrap this up. But um, we shall see how things go uh, against Michigan and then throughout uh, the rest of the season as the uh, NC State basketball season uh, proceeds. So I'll thank Matt Purdy and our special guests, Ernie Myers and Chucky Brown, for joining us this week. And say so long here from the Riddick and Reynolds podcast.